fans, and welcome back to Inspire AD. I'm Max Behan, one half of the ownership of Inspire AD, and seated across from me is Justin Bissonnette. How you doing, Biss? If we have any first time with them, they're like, what the fuck am I doing? Is this Saturday morning cartoons? <laughs> Yes. I feel I feel like you should be like a <laughs> the blackest, the darkest, <laughs> kind, the worst. You should be like a magical frog that's leading me on an adventure through the fucking the thicket, or the briar I, I patch, or I've some shit. All this time. <laughs> and man, I mean, okay. Um, and I I just spit my role, man. I don't know where I'm going yeah. now. No, hey, welcome back to Inspire AD. Uh, when last you. <laughs> You saw us or heard from us. We were starting to kind of uh, go over our time spent at the South Austin Sports Center. We had just left the Red Oak Ballroom, a cursed, awful place. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sports Center wasn't all bad, wasn't all great, but it wasn't all yeah. bad. But it, it, it had its distinct flavor. I think that's one of the most interesting things is that every place that we go to, I think influences are creative and, and, and kind of like the shining you know yeah. like <laughs> you know the way jack torrance has the build like the hotel get into his head and it really really affects how how he's functioning and changes his personality we have kind of a shining thing going with every different venue we go to <laughs> a little, yeah yeah and this particular one it's kind of like arby's you know, like it's filling. It gets the job done. Oh, oh, hell no! You're not talking shit on Arby's. No, no, no. Okay. Arby's, Arby's is, is good. Arby's is really just not good. great. No, it's great. Oh my god, let's not go down, go down that path. I'll rank it. We'll agree to disagree. You We're, know, you know what? I'm, I talked with a lot of the workers several several months ago, mm -hmm. and a lot of them agree that Arby's is vastly underrated. If you're trying to eat healthy, when there's weird things to say about Arby's, yeah. there's actually some options. Yeah, uh, I think their Wikipedia even brags. Does that it? They are they're the healthiest fast food joint. Yeah, amongst the you know the the awful snake pit of, <laughs> of restaurants that you yeah. can stop at. If you get it without like the uh, molten cheddar cheese and um, but why eat, would you? Yeah, no, good I point. Like I wouldn't, but like if you do, you can get that calorie count way down. It's really about the sauce. <clears throat> the Arby sauce? Yeah. It I is would, good. I would buy just the sauce that they put it on in, the shelf. In a bottle? Yeah. I mean, they used to actually sell it at the restaurants when I was a kid in the bottle. Oh, yeah? I miss it. I don't remember that. Yeah. I was it, too, too young, probably. Yeah. I mean, like, every other fast food restaurant has kind of, like, uh, moved products from their shit onto shelves. Like, god-awful Taco Bell <laughs> has Taco Bell sauce on the shelf. Like, I don't know who's... I know who's picking it up. Vile people. Um... But anyway, we're getting off the beaten path here. Uh, you don't want to talk about potatoes? Okay. Maybe this is what we do when we fucking run out of uh, shows to talk about. Because that's going to happen. Just ranking fast food. So I did, I'm good. I did get a question, an interesting question, um, from young young Trenty, long-time listener, uh, out in Colleen. Desperate place. Trinity, get your decoder ring ready. The message this week is A, three, five. Go ahead. <laughs> so he, uh, so so his question was: uh, since one of your main motivations in Inspire was to showcase Ricky Starks, now that he's signed to AEW, uh, is there a sense of fulfillment? 
I would say yes, of Absolutely. course. Yeah, there's a yeah. sense of fulfillment anytime. It's a stupid question, Trini. No, dumb question, dumb, kid. <laughs> no, there, there is always, we always feel like proud parents whenever somebody like goes off. It's not like we take sole credit for it, but we definitely feel like we're one of the, we're one of the bricks in, in, the, yeah. in the steps that kind of help people move along. I mean, <clears throat> you know, at least we created in a, in a larger sense, solid media for that person to kind of show around. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, we we do feel fulfilled, but you yeah. know that that doesn't mean that the cause has stopped. I mean, that we're gonna. Keep oh, I'm going. I'm quitting. I'm done. Yeah. Just because of this question, now I realize time to close up shop. No, Ricky's no, yeah. no meaning left in my wrestling world. Like Ricky yeah. Starks has a job. Kids. But, but there's a second uh, part to this stupid question. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I wonder why we never get questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, if you want to be berated, please <laughs> yeah. write in. You dopes. Uh, <laughs> Which wrestlers are next to be the heirs of the front line of Inspire Pro? I think you know, only t- Like, we're just going to push t- from yeah, now on? No, no, we're not. No. Um, <laughs> no. We can't really... You know, there are people that we definitely ha- think of a lot of value, but I feel like if we name them suddenly, everything will become very obvious when we do return. Yeah. Like, we can't, we, we can't say. We can't tell you who bribes... I mean, we're interested in pushing. Yeah. Right? No one bribes us. No, but I, I mean, um, it is a good question. I think there it, are people out there. That yeah, really it's, really need to know. it's now it's more about just the next generation. Right. Um, it's about the next Ricky Starks who, you know, you can't just carbon copy Ricky Starks because that only works for one person right now. It's it's the next the next big thing and onward and onward and onward. <clears throat> and really, the goal is to see people uh, reach that next level. So hopefully there's, you know, there's multiple. Yeah, hopefully. Get off your keisters, guys. Yeah. Or I'll just quit. One of the two. One of them. I'll just pop my Coke Zero. <laughs> get a little uh, get a little insanity on my potato here. All right. So <laughs> today, children, we'll be discussing <laughs> License to Death Wish, an inane event title, but also a fantastic one. I think someone told me that this was the greatest show title that they'd ever seen. I can't remember who it was. It was someone of note. Was it Carson? No, Carson okay. doesn't matter. No, no. Oh, it was somebody of note. Okay, yeah. my bad. Yeah, it was an actual talent. Huh. Someone talented. So, yeah, License to Death Wish. Uh, kind of a mashup of License to Drive and Death Wish, of course. Uh, two films that have great meaning to me personally. I think anyone with a Death, death Wish should need a license, so I agree with the title. I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't anyway, yeah. No, anyway, no, I mean, it, it's a goofy title. It's a fun title. Um, it's memorable, <laughs> for fuck's sake. Uh, but yeah, so this is, this is also... The title was conceived of when, when we were going into this event because I had this really ridiculous concept that I didn't know if this would bite on. Um, and surprisingly, a lot of people really love uh, or loved this concept, and I was I was surprised that he was into it. I think Biss knew that this concept would yield the potential to do a lot of deathmatch stuff, possibly, and this is a death. Yes. yes, let's yes. kill people. Yeah, so I invented this thing, this this con- this concept called uh, the Lawless Darkness, and Lawless Darkness. As a title was nicked from a band called Watain, Watain being a, a black black metal band. Uh, they had a song called Lawless Darkness, and of course I I just took that title outright. Uh, please don't sue me. Please don't 
burn a cross on my front lawn, um, Watain. Uh, I, I honor, I honor and worship you. <clears throat> anyway, so the concept w was that there would be this. It, it was like a badge on a on a chain, and uh, that kind of got lost in in the in the in the shuffle at some point quite literally yeah but the idea would be that there would be these matches that would lead up to a multi-man uh, ladder match and whoever won the lawless darkness badge would have the benefit of flaunting the rules of inspire pro for the term of one year so for one year they could break any rule which meant rope breaks were bullshit they could they could they could ignore them uh, they could ignore the ref outright. Basically, they could do whatever they wanted to do. And the concept was that this could tell stories where you got to see how this privilege would affect different characters. Some people would obviously kind of go down a darker path and just go for the glory right off the, you know, right, right out of the gate. But there would also be characters who would use this as an opportunity to instill law and order and, and really kind of you know, take the boots to people that kind of fucking deserved it in the worst possible way. There were a lot of different things that you could do with this. But, yeah, so, Lawless Darkness. And in fact, now, uh, we've been talking about it, and a lot of people got really excited about it, we're going to be giving uh, Lawless Darkness an actual title treatment, where it will be treated as a title, there will be an actual title belt, it will not be something that is only held for the term of one year. Um... Uh, it will be actually a title that can be ranked as well, which opens up a lot of possibilities. But anyway, this show, Licensed to Death Wish, which is based on this concept of being able to do whatever the hell you want, you know, for the term of one year, this show has a tournament-style feel to it because we're building up to the Lawless Darkness final, which will be uh, on the, the card after this one. So we have a lot of weird random matchups, which we think... Uh, we, we got to have a lot of guys back that we thought were a lot of fun. And a lot of people really bit on this concept. A lot of people got really excited about it, which I was excited about because, boy, people could have shit all over this and thought it was the dumbest fucking thing. But this this is really one of those things that gave our company a lot of flavor. It's up there with the way that we treated our, title, our tag title belts, um, with the way that we have title rankings. But um, this is something that's become a big part of our identity, I think. Yeah, let's dive into it, man. Um, opening match is a huge point in uh, in Inspire Pro Wrestling. Oh yes, this is this is so. uh, Palmer the Bitter Stooge. <laughs> uh, just kind of acting like big time Hollywood guy with, you know? with his Slytherin tights. <laughs> yeah, remember the Slytherin tights? Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, the fucking Harry Potter <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, anyway, we put we put Palmer up against um Terrell Tempo and this is a this is a match. This is a, a an interesting turning point where, you know, we're we're utilizing Chris True and uh we decide that we're going to try and kind of come full circle with him. Yeah. Do something a little different. And this time when he comes out, he comes out of course with Roxy Castillo. Palmer standing there, and Palmer issues true this interesting uh, possibility, where he basically said, like Palmer's like, hey, if you know, I if I beat Tempo, uh, I want Roxy. I want Roxy because she's done a lot of really great shit 
for Keith Lee. She's been this jewel in his crown that she, that Matt believes has really elevated Lee. And in his mind, he's like, yeah, I can. I think if I have her on my side, I can do anything. Um, I don't quite remember. Was Palmer supposed to join the new movement if he lost? Was there? Yeah, that yeah. was. So the deal is. Um, Palmer gets Roxy, of course, true being the businessman, instead of just going, no, you can't own, like, just win a person, um, says, no, if, if you lose, you join the new movement. And I think they amend it to, if he taps out, he will join the new movement. Yeah, because Tempo is actually doing this thing at this point where he wants to kind of do some, some submission maneuver stuff, yeah. which, you know, I was not, I was kind of lukewarm on, but whatever, I thought this was an interesting wrinkle. Anyway, um, but... What's interesting here is that we got a lot of shit for the actual storyline uh, where we kind of treated Roxy like chattel. But that's really not... That was kind of the point, because we're trying... We're essentially, at this point, just cat out of the bag. We want to do something where we turn Chris, Chris Drew back to being a heel. Yeah. Because we have some ideas, we have some people that we want to align him with, but they're heel types. So we have this idea for the future of where Chris True is going to go. But there's no better way to kind of turn him heel than to have him do this thing where he puts Roxy on the table as if she is a piece of property. Yeah. And what's interesting, too, though, is it gave Roxy as if you learn, if you listen to the fireside with Roxy Castillo, the one thing that, that was unique was that she responds very violently to this. And that was kind of the point. There's some character stuff going on. And you can look at this in a very black and white way, or you can look at the context with, with how the characters react, what the ultimate goal was. And yes, it's not a nice thing, but if everybody in pro wrestling did nice things, it would be really incredibly fucking boring. So basically here we have Roxy pissed off at her at her compatriot and friend, and this person that's supposed to be almost like a family member, yeah. because he's put her up for grabs. Yeah. It, he's still Chris True. Uh, he's right? still Chris True deep down, and we're going somewhere with this. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and uh, if you look back at it, on it, still plays off of the character of Chris True because yeah. the only reason that he turned face was because it was what was best for business at the time, right? If you go back to the Gigolo James and um, story with the new movement, yeah, it was the only way to get his team unified. So there wasn't any like goodwill towards him turning babyface um storyline wise um there's also a really good promo that's on this show afterwards where roxy kind of goes well okay you're my client now I, we're gonna do things my way yeah right so it's not like it's not she, like the old territory and she, day and like she belts the hell out of him here too she slaps him oh, yeah. and that that's a really important moment where roxy's face with him where she she delivers this slap to his face and it, it it really carries the spirit of no, you're not. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Yeah. And Roxy gets this moment of power. She's empowered. She's off the chain. And Matt, who thinks that like you know he's got some modicum, modicum of control, no, Roxy has essentially won him, not the other way around. And it's a great moment. Castillo gets it over like crazy. And a lot of people really loved this moment. But again, there were people who were like, oh, I don't like her being a chip. And it's like, yeah, she was a chip. 
but she's not someone's property and she gets that across if you actually pay attention to the nuance of how this was executed so fuck you if that's what you thought anyway um yeah this is this is a really fun moment uh just a little bit more here though uh Palmer initially had this idea uh, where he would win things from wrestlers. He, he wanted to steal stuff, right? He, well, he wanted to beat them and then yeah. take things from them in the matches, right? Yeah. and it, it, But, like, it's a funny idea at first, but when you really think about it, it it's, it's more difficult yeah. uh, to execute than you think. But we were kind of on board with doing this, but, the, like, this was actually supposed to be the start of that angle, and we do it. We do that a little bit going forward yeah. with him, but it, it, it changes drastically. Yeah, he, he starts to call himself Showtime Matthew Palmer because at this point, um, Showtime Scott Summers is rehabbing and looking at getting back into wrestling. Yeah. So we think that maybe we're two months away from that at the end. Yeah. It changes. Oh, yeah. There was supposed to be Matt versus Scott Summers for the Showtime yeah. title. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we never got there. There were a lot of things that we wanted to do, but... They didn't necessarily pan out as things are wont to do. Yeah, for those that don't know, <clears throat> Showtime Scott Summers had broken his leg in the um, GCW Tournament of Death um, yeah. show. I forget Tournament of Survival, I think, is what they call yeah. it. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, after after this match though, which is a hot opener, great match, a lot of fun. Tempo still looks great here. Of course, you know, uh, losing to Palmer, I don't think was any any short like. Mm. It, no. it was no, no, nothing. Coming up short to Palmer is at this point. It does not devalue you. And no. the match was good. Tempo still looked very strong. Um, and of course, both guys just this made sense at the time. Yeah. Um, anyway, but but uh, but up next we have a Lawless Darkness uh, qualifying match, which which was a gauntlet match. Yeah, it was gauntlet, and we did it under the the sixty four rules, which. Um... There was only eight people in this, <clears throat> but it still works with the yeah. four, and then one and one comes out. Yeah, comes and up. for those that don't remember, we did this under the No Mercy '64, the Nintendo '64 game, where like they had that Royal Rumble uh, mode, but there could only I guess I guess the game could only handle having four guys in the ring at a time. So every time somebody got thrown out, another guy would run down. Um, but this is we did this in a sim similar style here. So this is um, starts off with the. Stacy Slade from the Heavy Hearts, um, Gannicus, um, Ryan from the Epileptic Sisters. Yeah, Ryan Davidson and um, Great Depression. <coughs> I'm sorry, Mr. B and Great Depression. Yeah. So this is actually where we um, we kind of kill off depression, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I think I think I know that at the time. Gregory was having some issues. Yeah, he was not here for this. No, so. he was he was basically trying to get away from the business because it was not a good personal fit for him, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, we, we had lost him, which kind of considerably cooled things. And, of course, Cody had been so impressive at the last event just as Cody Lane, we kind of decided, you know what, let's, let's take this off of him and just let Cody be Cody. Um, but, yeah, basically... We killed, uh, we killed, we killed depression. the Great Depression here. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, something occurs, and he is left laying, and we actually make a scene of it. And I think some people were actually pretty concerned. Yeah, we it was a good stretcher job. We got him out of there. Yeah, it was, it was, it was viable, man. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a great moment. But, of course, Ryan Davidson uh, comes up 
through through the mass of through through the horde of <laughs> other individuals to become one of the qualifying uh, lawless darkness contenders. Yeah, and, and this is fun because you know, Ryan's a bigger guy than what we've kind of been working with before. Mm-hmm. So this is a lot of fun to have. This is a have Ryan. Guy. Yeah, this is definitely a best guy. Yeah. Big old, big old hoss, big old meow. Yeah, so I, I've got a hoss to play with here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, uh, but again, we were also just in love with Ryan at this point. He was yeah. a really just just he's just a big booming beam of sunshine. Um, up next, we have a singles match, which is a number one contendership match for the J Crown, which we've decided is going to get a little bit of an intergender kind of. Kind of treatment, and at this point, Jojo Bravo has decided or taken upon himself to, <laughs> to debut an updated <laughs> version of the title, which is basically just a fucking wristwatch. Yes. Um, and I love this idea. I love the idea, but unfortunately, he never quite does what he's supposed to do with it. Now, he, he Jojo has a tendency to go into go into business for himself. No, not Jojo. <laughs> He'll do things. That are are kind of sound conceptually, and then I'll try to build on that. But then he'll never fucking do the shit that I want him to do. For example, okay, you know how this? I don't even know if you know this, Biz, but you know the wristwatch that he that he that he debuts here as the the J watch. That was actually supposed to have the power to stop time. Yeah, and it never happened. Yeah. It was supposed to, happen, but like I really love the idea of this thing that him having this watch. Where he could stop time, but goddamn, how amazing would it have been if, if to see like Jay Watch versus Lawless Darkness? Man, that would have been a great concept match. But no, we never got to do it because fucking JoJo would never stop time like he was supposed to. But anyway, so the the God idea, the the idea, save me. <laughs> the idea of this. Okay, so here we have Alley Cat and Ivory Robin. Uh, we're revisiting them from uh, the three way match. Yep. Uh, where they competed for the uh, the XX Division title. The idea here is that JoJo is, you know, saying that neither of these women are uh, worthy of contending for the J-Watch, and he inserts himself as the, uh, the ref. Um, it, it doesn't really work out like I wanted it to, even on paper. Basically a match where nobody really fucking listened to me until, like, the ending of it. But these girls go out, have a match. JoJo's an asshole, and at the end, they kind of gang up on him. And he, he throws the match out. He yeah. throws the match out, and we have a, we have an, a, a moment afterward where JoJo is gloating, and I believe Biss announces that both women will therefore be competing at the next event for the XX Division title. But there is a moment where both women come together yeah. to beat the hell out of JoJo, and this becomes very important. Uh, at another time because I got shit for some stuff that apparently didn't make sense. I'm gonna call some motherfuckers on their shit. <laughs> this is this is this is a point where a lot of people You got receipts. <laughs> yeah man, I do. <laughs> Fucking jerks. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Um that that match gets us to to a certain point where we're we're doing some fun stuff and uh yeah anyway. One thing that we do need to also point out though is that we do have our first double champion on this card, too. We have uh, Delilah Doom later on in the card. Yeah. Because at this point, we yeah. kind of neglected to mention she holds the XX Division title as well as 
the Twin Dragon uh, title as well. One of the, yeah. She's one half of the Twin Dragon uh, Connection champions. And that's really important to note. It's historically the only time it's actually happened uh, in the company to this date and, and since. So uh, we have some stuff that we're kind of trying to wheel toward that's in motion at this point. Anyway, moving on from there, we have another Lawless Darkness qualifier, a singles match, which I think was kind of just us booking one of our boner matches like it was a match that we were just really fucking excited to see yeah. it wasn't necessarily something that that a lot of people were were dying to see it's a match we knew would be fucking phenomenal but we were hoping that we could do this and play around with it under the mantle of this lawless darkness concept which people seemed very excited about yeah anytime i can do anything with gary gary i'm, J, I'm yeah. full on right yep. so this is gary and alex who two of our favorite people now alex and, Rain said we hadn't seen him in a while he had kind of moved off uh, out of state, I believe. Uh, he's about to. Oh, he, 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 he. I think he was injured for a little bit. Okay. He was coming back. Um, this is shortly before he leaves. Short, right? Yeah. Spoiler okay. alert. He's about to go off and become a big wrestling promoter in Denver. But yes. um, we get a few more matches with him. <clears throat> so this is Gary and Alex. Uh, it's brutal. Uh, Gary chops the shit out of him. They chop the shit out of each other. Yes. This match is this match is hard hitting. It is great. It is. I, I think you and I were just kind of like next to each other geeking out the whole time yeah. going oh shit the whole time and it, but it's one of those matches where you just knew you were going to get some hard-hitting stuff and it's a great match i mean it really in a, in, a, in a big way like slingshots gary back into people's consciousness i think uh, by showing him yeah. doing what he does best which is it, just being this scrappy little ginger bastard it, it's weird like in hindsight it feels like gary just comes in every once in a while yeah but i mean at this point he's almost a regular He's done the stuff with the uh, the ghost stuff. He, um, he's on these Lawless Darkness shows. So this is probably the most consistent we have, Gary, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gary goes over here to go on to be another one of our uh, Lawless Darkness uh, qualifying contenders. Um, but yeah, great match, hard hitting. Uh, kind of like one of those sleeper hits, you know? Like nothing. I don't think it was a match that a lot of people were like thinking, oh, this is going to be a banger. But man, it was a banger. It rocked people's faces off. Um, up next, we have an Inspire Pro title match where Steve Arino gets to uh, lace up the boots against Leo Rush. Yeah, Leo's on fire here. This yeah. is the uh, <clears throat> the Blackheart stuff is going crazy in CZW right here. He's doing a bunch of stuff with Janela up on the East Coast. Um, he's with the Ring of Honor. Like a lot of cool stuff going on with Leo Rush. So he's he's one of the bigger names in. He's about to get uh, a pretty big contract coming up. Um, so Steve-O and Leo has a amateur wrestling background, which Steve-O did as well. So they were able to do a lot of cool chain in that department as well, which I think really added to this match. And then you also have Leo doing the high flying stuff and Steve doing, you know, the, the cool, you know, indie dream match type stuff. So they really meshed well. Um, the other cool thing was uh, Leo in the Inspire shirt was actually the picture they used when they signed him to wow. WWE. Wow, I did not know that. Cool. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, this was <clears throat> this was one of those uh, just one of those moments where Steve got to rise to the occasion, put on a hell of a match. People were excited to see Leo and her company, of course, and they they really deliver here, man. And just you know, is what it is in the best possible way. Yeah, and afterwards is uh, 
the heavy hearts come out and uh, attack Steve Reno. Okay, I have I have some stuff to say about this. This is a this is a not pretty moment. This is like one of those moments where when we started talking about doing a show that was warts and all, really really uh got into the uh into the backstage stuff. This was a, this was a moment where I wasn't sure if I was going to discuss this. Should I discuss it? Uh, I mean, let's go into it. We've gotten into everything else, right? All right. All right. Give me All right. Let's do this. Okay. So, we have this moment where after the after Steve Arino has this this barmer match with Leo, the heavy hearts run out and they they lay his ass out. They they kick they kick the they kick the shit out of him and he's busted open I think from from the match. It's from the match, yeah. yeah. I think it's from one of the, the dives. Yeah. Um yeah, so Steve Steve was shown color, it's legit and uh, the heavy hearts run out to basically kind of set up an angle. Uh, they come out and ridicule the audience for, you know, belittling them for their, for their shape, their size. But basically, they're destroying that uh, that dastardly Austin champion. Yeah. And uh, it's supposed to kind of put them on the map, and it, and it does. But there's a moment where uh, I, I believe uh, Ale- Alex is supposed to deliver this kick. Yeah. It's like a buzzsaw kick. Yeah, it's like a buzzsaw kick. And he has a moment where he spots Steve bleeding rather profusely. And uh, he pulls the kick and it looks like shit, you know? Um, I think you and I and people who know better saw it and like we were like, ugh. Yeah. But it's like when some when someone in a band blows a cord or something, like the people in the audience don't necessarily notice, right? No. Um Anyway, uh, I'm up. I'm up in the crow's nest, if you will, with Keith Lee, and Keith Lee sees that kick, and for some reason, just kind of turns into an asshole. Like I'm just gonna say it. He yeah. was he was kind of being an asshole at this show. Um, basically, Keith takes the moment to ridic- ridicule me. Uh, and says, who the fuck put these guys out there? Who the fuck are they? Why the fuck? You know, he's just mad. Yeah. I, mean, I can't say he's cursing the whole time, but that's just for punctuation how yeah. I felt. I felt like I was being talked down to. Now, of course, Just Willie is a guy uh, of, of repute who many of the guys on the card had worked with for many, many years. So everybody knows who, him, right? That's why he's there. We know him. And, of course, uh, Alex Riviera, a guy with a Chikara pedigree, you know, am I allowed to say who he is? I'm, let's avoid it, okay. just in case. Right. I don't know. He's he's he he is someone who people. If you've been watching Chikara long enough, they know him. Uh, and I was excited to have him around. Yeah. And I thought the gimmick was fun. And yes, he whiffed the kick. Kick that he was known for. Yeah, you know, like yeah it's it was, his kick. It's his kick. <laughs> yeah. So so Keith Keith is just grouching and goes. He he goes. He says something to the effect of, "Why are these guys on the card? Who are these bums?" And I say, "Oh, well, this is who they are." And Keith goes, "I don't give a fuck who they are, bro. Like he's just shitty about <laughs> yeah. it." And I say, "Well, why don't you go talk to them?" Keith basically throws out, "Who are these bums? Why are they on the card? Why did you put them on the card?" He's grouching at me about this, and I go, "Well, you know that's." This is who they are, and I give them a brief history. 
And he goes, I don't give a fuck who they are, bro. And I say, well, I give a fuck, and I'm the owner of the company. And he does not like that. He gives me this awful, just ugly, blood-curdling look. And I say, well, you know what, man? If you're such an asset, I recommend you go down and you talk to them personally about the spot that you feel was blown. Keith insists that they sucked the, the, the air out of the, out of the room, <laughs> like they killed the crowd. He says all this shit. And it's like, if you look back, that's not true. No. And even, even at that point in time, people were pissed that these guys did this mm-hmm. to Steve-O. They were booing them. To they their guy. Yeah, they weren't booing them because the buzzsaw kick got fucked up. They're booing them because they went out, they beat the crap out of Steve-O. You know, that's, that's the, that's, that was the moment I wanted. I got it. And they, they weren't booing the buzzsaw kick. They were just booing that their hometown hero had just gotten run through a, run through a mangle, you know? Anyway, I remember coming downstairs and seeing Keith just yelling at Alex and 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 Willie and just ridiculing them. And I felt I felt bad about that. Really, I feel like if Keith feels like at this point in time, if he feels like this is <clears throat> like just subpar for us, there are better ways to improve it. There are better yeah. ways to improve people. And I, I felt like he was just being really disparaging of guys that actually had, you know, decent resumes and they had a bad moment. And guess what? I've seen a lot of really great people have bad moments. They, sh- they should have just kick Steve-O in his broken nose, man. That's, you know, fuck off. <laughs> that's basically what yeah. That's basically what freaked Alex out that yeah. night. He saw that blood. He saw that nose. And he was just like, oh, shit, yeah. I don't want to hurt him anymore. But, you know, that's that's basically what happened. Yeah. But it was, it was a moment where, like, I just kind of... I'd been getting bad vibes from Keith up to that point. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. If you have anything yeah. to contribute, let me know. But, like, I mean, I was, like, just kind of... I just didn't like the way he talked to me. Yeah, you know? I, we can get into more of it after the main event here. But, yeah, it was uh, definitely a change in attitude with the change in venue from Keith. It wasn't the venue. Even, it was just a weird timing thing. You know? it, but, yeah, it wasn't the venue directly. But during that time was yeah. because... The first show, he was a little bit more standoffish than he had been before. Yeah. So this was kind of I think the culmination. I, I think it. it was just kind of like him. He was rising in terms of his profile. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know, man. It wasn't. It, it it was a weird moment backstage. I don't. I didn't often have people chastise me for putting people who weren't qualified in the ring. That yeah, and these two guys. Came, yeah, came across like, as I didn't like which, it. What's weird too is like. That's sort of my job, right? Yeah, mine too. And, and um, like, fuck you, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, you know? seriously. I mean, I think at that point we'd had, we didn't really have that many moments that shit the bed, you know? But anyway, that's 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 what happened there. All right, let's take, let's, let's have a moment. <laughs> Deep breath. <laughs> Yo, okay, man, you got the COVID. Dude, I'm fuck. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I think it's just allergies. But... Okay. All right. Anyway, after after that moment, we launch into a three-way match with Cody Lane, a returning Gregory James, who looked great. Yeah. And uh, Matt Kinway. You're going to have to, you yeah, have to refresh me on if Matt. If you're from St. Louis, you probably know Matt at this point. But he was one of the uh, St. Louis Anarchy guys, one of the guys that were... Uh, working with the the St. Louis crew up there um, from one of the schools up there, and he had some family in in Texas, so yeah, he, he really wanted to come down. And they and they showed they did they showed they showed they showed off being an ass, asset. He seemed really happy at this show. 
But I feel like every time we tried to bring him back, he just didn't, he didn't yeah, bite. Yeah, it was uh, more, of a, more of a travel thing. Yeah. I think maybe his uh, shoot job, he had to be there on Monday or something. But, yeah, it was kind of hard to get him down. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like this was a 4th of July weekend or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, uh, it might have been. No, this would have been... Um, it was Memorial a Day, yeah. I mean, so. it was a holiday because we we do try and schedule a lot of our Sunday shows to to, to be uh, on we, holiday weekends. Yeah. But anyway, Cody Cody goes out there, kills it, comes up with the win. Uh, Greg looks great here. I don't know. I don't know where we went with Greg. I feel like he was I, just kind of like in and out of. He, like he fit with the Lawless Darkness thing, right? So I think did. we brought him back for that. Uh, and we get a couple of really good matches, and then it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah, you know. I think he just had stuff going on too, yeah. personally. But uh, yeah, Cody, Cody. You know, we have we have designs for Cody. We want to we want to build build him up, and he walks away again with the win, and that sets him up as a contender for this one time ladder match that will that will bestow the winner with the gift of breaking the rules <laughs> without repercussion. Anyway. We have another we have another uh, qualifier after that where we have an opportunity to bring Matt Fitchett down. Yeah. Uh, Matt Fitchett, the dirty rook against <laughs> dirty Andy Dalton. It's a battle of the filthy sons of bitches. <laughs> and they were pumped for this. Yeah, they were very pumped for it. Um, Matt is someone whom, if you were in Austin, you were familiar with through ACW. If you went to wrestling shows, uh, St. Louis guy, and I feel like this is the first singles match we're able to get. Yeah, a lot of the time, Matt just, he had travel problems or something came up or whatever. He, well, he retired for like a period, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Like it, When we first started running, he stopped wrestling for like two years. Yeah, Matt is back. a very lean guy, uh, has a great, great look, um, but they, they kill it in this match. This is yeah. a great match. Um, and of course, we have, we have Andy, uh, who just dropped the... The J crown at the match before we have we had some ideas for Andy going into this uh, Lawless Darkness match too. Um, Andy shortly after this point winds up getting injured, I believe. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's an injury soon. that occurs. It really kind of kind of shakes the blanket out on us. It's just one yeah. of those things you got to deal with. But this match is phenomenal. Andy does win, and. Uh, he is. He is. The, he therefore moves on to the next card where he will compete for the Lawless Darkness. But it's a, it's a great match worth worth seeking out. This whole card is really strong. It's a it's a card that, is full of just good fucking wrestling. Yeah. Um, the pieces are all there. Anyway, after this we have the Inspire Pro Twin Dragon Connection title match with Vega and Doom, Doom being our first double champ, versus the world's cutest tag team with Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan. Just a, an aside, I think I recently saw, like, this card has, like, five people on it that ended up in developmental. Like, it's a crazy, like, to just just to take a step back and look at the talent that was was in the territory at the time is amazing. But, yeah, this kind of... Go down list, man. Go down. Do the, do the, do the role. Yeah, call. if you look at it, you have, um, you know, of course, Leo Rush. You have... Um, Oh, it's actually, it's not this one. But there is quite a few on here. It's Candice LeRae. It's um, Leo Rush. Keith Lee, you know. And Sammy then you Guevara. also have Sammy Guevara on the card. Um, 
just amazing the amount of people that have then gone through that yeah that system. It's, it's, i mean it uh, <clears throat> yeah every every card uh Every card is, is fun to look back because yeah. you see where people have gone on to and I mean this is still this is still crazy, especially yeah. when you look at you know when you look at our main event. But this is the sub main with uh, the twin dragon connection titles here. So yeah, this is Candace coming back down. Of course she had missed an earlier booking with us due to the death of her grandmother. Um and then there's the connection with uh Joey because Vega, Doom and Joey had the three way for the vacant um, blue belt for the tag team And, straps. of course, Doom had teamed with Joey previously. Yep. Uh, against so we had, we had that. Storm and, and, and Angelus Lane. So that was the f- the f- the fill-in when um, Candice was out, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Was that redundant there? Yeah. Eh, not, fuck it, not, right? not, okay. not too bad. I mean, yeah. you, you guys get the point. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, I think my faux pas is going to be just smoothed over by the fact that we had a tremendous main event on this particular show. We had, of course, Sammy Guevara going up against Keith Lee. Now, this is an interesting interesting thing. We we didn't actually touch on how the last main event ended. Oh, that's That's right. That's very important. We kind of glossed over that, but we were kind of... Slingshotted over it. Yeah, yeah. We were were kind of, like I said, crunch for time on the last card, but I think we can kind of revisit here. So at the the end of our last event, um, Ecstasy of Gold 4, we have Keith Lee versus Sammy Callahan, and uh, we had gotten a message from Sammy that he was... (laughs) <laughs> on his way and wanted to see if there was anything that he could do. Yeah. I think like we were, during the show. During the show, yeah. we were really surprised. Like he yeah. called he called Biss and was like, Hey, is there anything I can do? I was, <laughs> that was my Sammy, my Sammy voice. Um he was like, Is there anything I can do on the show? And you know, we thought, oh, maybe we could do something to kind of sweeten the uh sweeten the next card's yeah. big match, you know? And so we had you I want you to kind of go over like what, what Sammy did at the end of Ecstasy of Gold Four. Yeah, so he um I mean, the the real story here is, like, he's coming back from Mexico, lands earlier than he expects, and drives straight from Houston to the show. Which is insane. So, like, we're really playing with the timing of this. Yeah. So, I think he got there, like, middle of the match before the main event, um, just to give you an idea of the chaos that this actually was. But, um, yeah, after the main event... Um, Keith beats Sammy and we have the, the usual, Hey, everyone's great. Everyone loves each other. Uh, Sammy runs out, uh, lays out Keith with the belt and hits his, uh, his six thirty um, and his left holding the belt above Keith Lee at the end of the show. Um, in a moment that everyone saw Sammy advertise for these fucking, you know, Mexico dates, um, no one in that building expected to see to Sammy Guevara. No. So and it was also just one of those rare moments where Keith was left laying. It's it's mm-hmm. very very rare that uh, Keith always looked like the powerhouse. And of course, Sammy was coming off of this incredible tear with this whole "get the fuck out of my ring," <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. gimmick. And this was this was of course just building toward these two individuals colliding. Yeah. You know. I think that we also knew that it was just time to move the title over, which actually all also might have been a point of contention that Keith had with us. I the, don't know. There was the weird when Sammy was originally had the issue with RCW and, and uh, yeah, Keith. Aquaman. Keith was very vocal against him, but 
I mean, we even broached this subject and the, the hatchet had been buried. <clears throat> I talked to both of them in Dallas about it before Sammy came back. And, you know, it was something that they had they had talked through. There um, was also there was also the issue that Keith was starting to get more bookings out of state. Yeah. He was doing a lot of other stuff with other companies. And so it was it was really it was really important that we kind of moved the title off of him because there were going to be I think we had the foresight there were going to be moments where he was going to hold up the title. Yeah. And it, it was al- it's almost like a video game when you're on a level where the uh, platform that you're on drops off eventually. Yeah. We were trying to make sure we were on the right platform because it was just a matter of time before these guys were at a different level, right? Yeah. And we also felt <laughs> that Sammy had been built up substantially at this point. He was the only guy that really, for us, made sense. Of course, we didn't really know where Sammy was in the game at that point in time either like so it became kind of kind yeah, of an issue sammy escalated very quickly very quickly yes sir but this this is a phenomenal match and there's that great moment where uh there's that spot where with the power bomb on the bleachers oh, on the bleachers oh, it man. just sounds like death yes yeah. it's amazing this is an amazing match uh it was what i thought it needed to be uh sammy i think the only thing that we don't get here that i wanted was the get the fuck out of my ring moment. Yeah. Which I think would have been, it would have really been a a nice punctuation mark on, on Sammy, you know, taking a title. But yeah. unfortunately, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what was going on yeah. between everybody at that point. But it was it was a good match. It was physical. Yeah. Um, highly athletic. Great, so, great match. So, and this, this becomes the last time that we see Keith Lee. You yeah. Know? Um, so that wasn't... And you know we we discussed the the issues earlier, but that wasn't really from our end. It wasn't no. like we stopped trying to book Keith. Um, he kind of just was over us. I think. <clears throat> yeah, it was basically like we would reach out and go, "Hey, would you like to come in and do this?" Um, I really would have appreciated if he'd come in and maybe gave somebody else like Tempo a, a rub on the way out. <clears throat> but he didn't. You know, at this point, he wasn't interested in working for us. Um, no, he wasn't responding, which I think is also, I think, just ignoring people is not, yeah. is not, in my opinion, it's not with someone who's, I'm trying to find a way to say this delicately. Yeah. You don't ignore people. Yeah. Uh, good, good, I felt, you know, I never, if someone calls me, I don't ghost them. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I feel like you don't just ghost people that you've been in business with for as long as we were we 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 did help him we did push him yeah we did give him an opportunity that i think he really ran with and we're forever grateful that he is uh tied to our product he really helped elevate it but i think if someone gives you a call you at least give them give them the the justice of actually picking up or calling them back and saying no at least yeah and and i felt kind of um I felt kind of slighted that we had spent the better part of two years more building him up um, for him than just to be, you know, not interested in giving anything back, you know, and maybe we weren't owed that, but, you know, it it would have been nice to at least for him to have told us that, right? Yeah. Um, And the other thing is he's made it, you know, uh, people have publicly mentioned inspire and he's kind of publicly like well hold di- on there <laughs> you know dis distance himself from us which 
to me is weird, man. It's you not know? even necessary. That's the yeah. thing. I mean, you like know. he go he he seems to go out of his way to be like, oh, it wasn't Inspire that did anything for me. I was, I did it all. You know, I it was Ring of Honor or it was uh, Gabe or it was uh, cool. Yeah, they took you to the next level, but. Come on, man. We were part, nope. we were part of the equation at some point. It been, just, it, and, and also, it's like, look, man, you're a yeah. Texas guy. Yeah. Okay? All you really need to do is say something kind about the company where a lot of other people who are still trying to make it are busting their yeah. ass at. It's a local company. It's that uh, from a state that you come from. Yeah. Just, just you know, I'm not asking for a handout, but at least don't, don't fucking, like nudge us off the table with the heel of your boot you and know nobody was booking you till you pounded on that fucking yeah doctor you know um so at least you know i think that he should at least just do things that help elevate the companies that were still paying him to do what he was doing because it helps a lot of other people who are still in the state still trying to make it yeah you know help those help those companies get seen so that those guys who are still there can get seen just like you did yeah but you know that's you know, he he did a lot of good business for us. Yeah, he did. He he gave us a lot of ne- good matches. We'll never take that away. Can't from him. can't say anything against that. Uh, just kind of this this is that card for me that um, is a super good card that always has kind of that black cloud of oh that was when that was Keith's last match with us. You know, yeah. Brings back the memories. atmosphere at this show was really weird. I, and this this is also like um. It was a weird time because the Wrestle Circus stuff was going on, and you know, uh, Al and Lexi were kind of staples backstage at our shows too. It just, but um, it was just a weird time for professional wrestling, at least in Austin at that moment. You know, so yeah, this has a, a weird dark atmosphere to it as a show, but uh, as a as a as a wrestling card, the wrestling top notch, par excellence, I would say, right. Yeah, the the wrestling's amazing. Like this card is great. Yeah. Anyway, um, I have nothing more to say about this one. <laughs> it's in the can, but we will be back uh, next week with Go for Broke. Go for Broke. <laughs> we're we're literally going. At this point, we thought we were going broke. So yeah, that's true. Actually. <laughs> anyway. We'll see you next week. Uh, Hope to see you back here.